0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. What's up, dude? Nothing much. I'm about to record a podcast. What's up with you? Same. Same. We got a fun uh, we got a fun show lined up today. We're going to do some recent news. Some stuff has come out since the last recording of the, the last episode. Then we're also going to hit on the top 10 members of the 2020 class that we are most pumped about. Not necessarily the guys we think are going to be the best, but the guys that we are most excited to see uh, during their time at Auburn. And uh, also, tune in next week. I'm going to be sitting down with Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers. So let me know if you have any questions that you want me to ask Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, if there's something that he has going on um, that you want to know about. Um, before we jump into some recent news, I'm so pumped to partner with, uh, with Nyko Sports. They have a super cool, sharp-looking Auburn basketball signed by Coach Bruce Pearl himself. So the basketball, of course, saluting the only coach in Auburn history to take us to the Final Four. It was one of the craziest months of uh, my life being a lifetime Auburn fan. So yeah, Coach Pearl hand-signed all of these basketballs that Nyco Sports has on the white panel where you can see the Auburn logo. And then another panel has Auburn Tigers on it. It's sharp. It looks good. So Nyco Sports, they're the real deal. They provide you with a certificate of authenticity with a picture of Coach Pearl signing the actual basketball. These guys do not play around. So... Uh, This Auburn basketball autographed by Coach Bruce Pearl is only $149.95, and you have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away. They're selling like crazy. Response from uh, the show two days ago was awesome. Jump in on the hype with Nyko Sports. That number is 1-800-345-2868, and you can also order online at nykosports.com. That's spelled nik C-O-N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. And make sure to mention that the folks here at Locked on Auburn sent you. Some exciting news happening. Uh, I guess guess it's exciting. So spring practice will start March 16th. Yes. Really fast. Yes. There's a limited number of balls also, so call now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So spring practice will start mid-March, March 16th. Malzahn announced that yesterday. And the spring game will be April 11th. At 3 o'clock. And they'll be honoring the 2010 National Championship team. It'll be their 10-year reunion. And it's crazy that that was 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Um, thing to note, that's after spring break. Monday after spring break for the kids. So they won't have to do a week, then go on spring break, then come back for a week.
1: Which I think has been the case recently. Yeah, Malzahn likes to do it early. So th- mm-hmm. I think this, this is later than normal. And... It's a big, I know, uh, I was on the
0: drive last night on ESPN 106.7 with Bill Cameron and uh, Jason Caldwell of Mm -hmm. Inside the Auburn Tigers, and Mm -hmm. and they both thought that that was a big deal, that they were starting the Monday after spring break instead of having to have that gap in the middle of spring practice.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, just something of note, Malzahn just kind of threw out that, you know, there's going to be a 2010 celebration. I don't think the details are kind of all out there, but I I think there was kind of this assumption that something was going to happen downtown and there's going to need to be like road closures. And I was talking with people in the city, you know, I have a lot of people for the city on my show, uh, every morning on news talk, WA and I, and they're like, yeah, the university and athletics, they haven't like done what they needed to do for that yet. So we, when we heard that yesterday, everyone was just kind of like, well, really Gus. Okay. So. Uh, that'll be I, I bet that comes up at the next city council meeting. I'll let you know because I think it's kind of interesting thing to follow. Sean Shivers, of course, he um he and Schwartz did not partake in spring football last year due to mm-hmm. track. Sean Shivers will participate in spring football this year. Last year he just did track. So he's gonna do track stuff currently, and then he is going to drop track and do football once the once they start on the sixteenth. So I guess that week later than normal is going to help shivers i guess uh and then you look at uh schwartz he's sticking with with track so he will not be on uh he will not be participating in spring football
0: i think that makes the most sense for anthony schwartz i think he uh, I, I think he believes that his future is in track yeah. i think he thinks he's a future olympian
1: and he very well may be he could be man he could be Another thing that Malzon mentioned yesterday, that the loss of Sipos was a surprise, which we kind of expected. Sounds like they're still looking for a punter. And I mean, we, we talked about, we talked about, you know, they, they have a preferred walk-on coming in from Thompson, but I just, I don't think that's the answer. So we'll, we'll see what they do with that scholarship.
0: Yeah. And apparently Gus said yesterday in his in his press conference that they're like still dipping the toe in Australia or something. So maybe looking for a grad transfer
1: or a regular transfer mm-hmm. or a JUCO guy. Right. Um, let's see, what else do I did I want to touch on? Gus talked really high about um, Mark Anthony Richards. He was asked about his health and how he's just how he's doing with the whole process. Mentioned he's close to being a hundred percent healthy. Did somebody asked a follow-up question about do you think he'll be ready to go 100% in spring? And it sounds like that's the goal. So that would be huge for Auburn, especially with the departure of Booby Whitlow. I think I think all three guys, Mark Anthony, Tank, and DJ, I think they've all got a chance to get some serious reps. And so I also think it kind of opens the door to maybe there will be you know kind of a one-two punch. I don't think it's going to be a one-two-three punch. So <laughs> it's going to be important for Richards to be there. If Tank is as good as a lot of people say he is, and the buzz that he is creating that's going to matter. He needs to be he needs to be getting as many reps as possible.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you know, in addition, you want all your guys to be healthy to be there and to be able to be evaluated to see who is the best or who you think will give you the best chance to win. And you know, having uh, having Richards banged up for the large part of the year and then the large part of the off season so far, it's It's got to be tough, so getting him healthy to compete is going to be great. Going to be great. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. All
1: right, dude, you ready for it?
0: Yeah, I- I'm I'm so ready for it. I got an extra sheet of paper here so I can write down your list. Okay. And then I've got my cheat sheet ranked in order
1: of my list. All right, so we're going to do our top 2020 guys that we are most excited for. We both have a list of our top 10. Should we go from 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? You got to go 10 to 1. Build the suspense. Got to go 10 to 1. Okay, you go first. Who is the guy you're 10th most excited about coming in this 2020 class? All
0: right, you know, you said 10th like it was the least That means there's 17 guys below him. Okay, (laughs) so let's calm down. For me, it's Cam Riley. Outside linebacker uh, from Evergreen, Alabama. I think that his his stats alone in his senior season, when you add it to his size and his athleticism, it's just unreal. He's six three and 215. He had 112 tackles, 77 solo tackles, 15 tackles for loss, and he's running track right now. So, uh, I think he's got... You know, he's got the potential to come in and play right away in the same way that Owen Papo did last year. Not I, saying he's as good. I don't think that's true. Okay. That's why he's not on my list. Okay. And I think that he um is, is a guy who could be a, a pretty big part of this defense. Moving forward. I'm yeah. pretty excited about him.
1: Yeah, I think there's guys that are equally or more talented than him that are coming in. But, I mean, he's he's not going to be on campus till the summer. Like you said, he's running track right now. So I think he's going to kind of be a little bit behind all these other talented linebackers that are coming in. So that's why I didn't put him on there. I still think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be very talented. He's got a nose for getting to the football. So I think a lot of what you said but is he's, true. He's the only outside linebacker coming
0: in, right? The other two guys are inside linebackers. That's
1: true. That's true, but I mean, when you look at how athletic these guys are, I think you can put them anywhere. I agree, I agree. And Auburn kind of plays two linebackers a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if how much that really matters. It's just, can you play linebacker? Do you have the knack for doing what Kevin still wants you to do? So, we will see. All right, my number ten guy, three-star offensive lineman, JUCO guy, Killian Zaire. Uh, I I think he's got a chance to be a starter this year. Number three JUCO offensive tackle, six seven. 290 and the more I read about this guy the more I kind of get some um, I I, I see some comparisons to Prince Tega talked about you know how solid of a run blocker he is Um, he's new to football great frame you look at his his body type and his build and you kind of think okay that guy has all the potential in the world which is very similar to Prince Tega. The only difference is when Prince Tega came in, one, he was a freshman when he came in. He came in through the high school ranks. But he didn't play a whole lot of football. It was still pretty new to him. And they didn't know what to do with him. Now, he's got a few years under his belt, so he uh, he eventually moved to the office side of the football, of course, Prince Tega. So uh, I think this is a similar situation. Very raw German guy. I mean, he's new to the game. Uh, so I'm predicting a little Prince Tega 2.0 with him. Yeah, and... Twenty four seven, I guess,
0: was kind of split about this. The composite had them third. Jason Caldwell said he was the number one ranked tackle, so they ranked for the, Keith and he's a Caldwell. top. He's a top. I don't know. He's, he's a top yeah, tackle, so,
1: so I, I think he's got a chance. I mean, that is a position that Auburn has not been able to win at, and so I think almost by default, he's got a really clear path to becoming. Um, the starter there, and so when mm. when when you look at that, I think there's some value. He's already on campus, so he's going to get the whole spring. He's going to get summer to work with, with Bo Nix and some other offensive linemen. So yeah, that he is number ten on my list. He is
0: not on my list, but I don't did, I don't did hate I make,
1: did I make a good argument for him? Yeah, I I like it. You, you
0: swayed me. I was kind of like, man, maybe you should have been on my list. You can knock out Cam Riley, and put him there if you want. Do it, do it. My number nine. <laughs> is Tank Bigsby. Four or five star running back. You had
1: him at nine? Yeah. Yesterday on the show, you said he was the gem of the class. Yeah, I I guess that's probably why I'm not that excited about
0: him. I'm also, I I don't know, with these recruits, with the recruits that are the gem of the class, I feel like there's no upside. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he comes in and performs really well, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's what I expected. It's almost like he can only
1: underperform. Yeah, exactly. I I hate that. You're not wrong, but I hate it for him.
0: I do, too. I mean, he's six foot, over 200 pounds. He he certainly looks like he's got all the tools. He runs like a tank, but then he'll, like, run around you also. So I don't know if there's a name for that kind of a vehicle, but I just, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not. I'm more excited about him than a lot of the guys on this list, obviously, but there are just people I'm more excited for. I feel like they could blow me away. Meanwhile, if Tank is good, it's just kind of like, yeah, that's what I expected.
1: Yeah, I had to – I I tried to make this list without putting Tank on there, and I was just going to kind of preface it by saying, hey, Tank's not on this list, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So with that being said, my number 9 player is Tank (laughs) Bigsby. For all the same reasons – that you said.
0: Um, I'm glad we're on the same page. I kind of had the same idea, but I was more like, I'm not going to put him in my top five. And then uh-huh. I found a couple of guys that I was like, I'm actually, I'm pretty excited about this. Guy. Yeah. So, all all right. right. Yeah, you it's go. It's my turn again. Yeah. Right. You who's, who's, <laughs> who's, yeah, you're right. I had nothing to add to that. Who's your eight? Uh, number eight for me is Desmond Tisdall. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. You um, I think it's very exciting whenever you bring in a guy who's. You know, first team All State and a Region Defensive Player of the Year in Georgia. That's obviously a huge deal for uh, you know for a, a state that's loaded with talent. Six foot two fifteen. He's an inside linebacker. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a, a tremendous impact this year, but a guy who could sit and learn behind KJ Britt, Chandler Wooten,
1: and then um, step into that inside linebacker role next year. I was looking to see where I put him on mine. And I left him off the list, but I totally meant to put him on there. I mean, he's, he's going to be a fantastic player for Auburn. Extremely athletic. Um, I think he's got the ability to play pretty early on. He's got to wait till summer to get on campus, so that's obviously going to hurt him. But I mean, there's so many good linebackers. So many good linebackers in this class. Six foot, 215. So he kind of wondered, does he have the size to play at the NFL level? But, I mean, you've seen what... T. Will has been able to do with, with shorter linebackers, it doesn't slow them down at all, so I, I, think, um, I think that's great. I'm mad that I left him out. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Number eight, I went with um, three-star quarterback, Chael Garnett. What? Let me explain why. <laughs> Let me explain why. And it's not fair to him, but I'm excited to see his story unfold at Auburn because I can't wait to see how the fans overreact to how much he needs to play. Because we've seen it in the last 10 years at Auburn. Whoever's the backup quarterback at Auburn, fans absolutely have no issue calling for him to get more playing time. I mean... That's true. Why does that make you... I guess that can make you excited. We we do a daily podcast. I know. You need the content (laughs) fodder, and I think Garnett is going to give us so much content. You might as well just put Sawyer Pate in there. How do you know I didn't? That's true. (laughs) You should have just pulled a combo. (laughs) No, they each deserve their own spot. Assuming I put Sawyer Pate in there, we don't know. I we do I mean, don't he know. did throw for 41 touchdowns and three interceptions last year, so that's... No, Sawyer Pate did not make my list. But I think it's always interesting to see what Malzahn does with these quarterbacks. I mean, this is a guy that... I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some Malik Willis treatment. Uh, I'm, being, uh, I'm being serious with this. As far as the, the hype, maybe he has a good A-day. Maybe a few reports come out of practice how good he looked. And then, you know, we, we talked about it a few days ago. Like, Bo Nix needs a backup. Can, mm-hmm. can he beat out Cord Sandberg for the number 2 spot? I think he's got a chance at it. He's going to have to really bring his A game, and we'll, we'll see if he's able to do it. You're uh, shocked right now.
0: I, I, like, I can't believe... <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> number 7. I think you're being disrespectful to Mr. Garnett, and um, look, he, I, he's going to prove you wrong.
0: I don't dislike him at all. But it certainly seems like he's not going to play it down while he's in Auburn.
1: <laughs> so, okay. I'm so pumped to partner with, uh, with Nyko Sports. They have a super cool, sharp looking Auburn basketball signed by coach Bruce Pearl himself. So, the basketball of course saluting the only coach in Auburn history to take us to the Final Four. It was one of the craziest months of uh, my life being a lifetime. Auburn fans. So, yeah, Coach Pearl hand signed all of these basketballs that Nyco Sports has on the white panel where you can see the Auburn logo. And then another panel has Auburn Tigers on it. It's sharp. It looks good. So, Nico Sports, they're the real deal. They provide you with a certificate of authenticity with a picture of Coach Pearl signing the actual basketball. These guys do not play around. So, uh, this Auburn basketball autographed by Coach Bruce Pearl is only one forty nine ninety five, and you have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away. They're selling like crazy. Response from uh, the show two days ago was awesome. Jump in on the hype with Niko Sports. That number is 1-800-345-2868, and you can also order online at nikosports.com That's spelled N I K. C-O-N-I-K-C-O sports.com and make sure to mention that the folks here at Locked On Auburn sent you.
0: The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Number seven. I've got Brandon Frazier, four-star tight end, six foot seven, two hundred and fifty, big, uh, big receiving tight end who looks like he uh, m- probably has the size and ability to make an impact right away. But coming in in the summer, um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Chad Morris really likes him, so hopefully he'll get the ball. And we, you know, we just saw in the Super Bowl how important having a really good tight end is. I mean, two of the best in the league just played in the Super Bowl. So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, um, hopefully he can come in and, and make an impact. I'm pretty excited to see how how they use a six foot seven tight end.
1: Yeah, he's on my list. Have him a little bit higher. I'll get to uh, my opinions on him in a second. But I, I, I'm really, really excited about him. All right, so we're at. Seven. My seven? Okay. I've got four-star defensive back Chris Thompson Jr. I mean, 6'2", 199. I bet, I bet by the time the season starts, he's going to be listed at 6'2", 205 or so. I think this is going to be a big athletic—I mean, this is an NFL defensive back in the making. I've just got a feeling on that. And so when you look at the schools that wanted this guy, Auburn beat out Ohio State, Texas, USC, and Alabama. Those are the schools under his two four-seven recruiting page. And that says something to me. And uh, then just looking at different articles that have been written about this guy and some interviews that have been posted on different recruiting sites. When this guy talks about football, you can it. he loves football. This guy absolutely loves it. And you know, he I think he's going to take it personal if he doesn't play right away, because I think he believes that he has the chance to be the best guy day one. And he's coming in willing to learn. And he can't he he's pumped to play for Kevin Steele. And so I think I'm I'm as I'm talking about this out loud, I'm like, I didn't put him high enough. But I, I think this is a guy that people are gonna know really quick, really early on. So the yeah, Chris Thompson Junior, the four star D B comes in at number seven in my list of twenty twenty guys that I'm most pumped about.
0: I agree with you, Zach. Um I don't think you put him high enough. So yeah. we'll get to him later in uh, in my list.
1: Okay. Who's your number six? My number
0: six, Chris Thompson Jr. Okay. Defensive back from Duncanville, Texas. All I need to know about this guy to get excited Texas. Duncanville, is Duncanville, Texas. Twitter handle C. cash 6'2, 200 pounds. This is a direct quote. I'm a hitter,
1: but I don't mind covering. So you went back to back Texas guys. Do you realize that? Was that on purpose? That was not on purpose. It's just in your blood. You got to put Texas guys because
0: Texas guys stick together, right? Know, that part is true. Do you know that Texas was uh, the third highest recruited state in this class? For Auburn? Really?
1: Behind Alabama and Georgia. Georgia? Okay. Wow. There were more Texas guys than Mississippi guys? Yeah, there were three. How about that? That's more, a fun fact. They tied with Florida. Also, according to uh, Banner
0: Society, Auburn had the best recruiting hall from the state of Georgia. Really? Better than Georgia? <laughs> you take Fascin- that? Uh, that's uh,
1: that's Especially incredible. What they've done the last few years on yeah. the recruiting
0: front. Of Holy course, cow. Just
1: like, "We'll console ourselves with our number 1 class." <laughs> but still. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. My uh, my number 6 four-star wide receiver Zavian Capers Six, three and a half, 195, I think this could be the guy after Seth Williams has done Auburn. I think the, the big-bodied outside wide receiver, I love what this guy brings to the table. Get him up to 200 pounds, and I just let him beat up on defensive backs. He's going to have the size to be developed as a blocker down the field, which means he's going to get on the field more and have the chance to play more, and this is a guy that I, I'm all in on. I think he's going to be a really, really talented and really well decorated player when he, by the time he's done at Auburn,
0: he's not on my list.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Sorry, we have different lists. This is why we do this.
0: Um, you're right, though. I agree. You swayed me. Maybe he should have been on my
1: list. That's okay. I think this goes to show like how because we haven't gotten to either of our top fives yet. I think yeah. this kind of goes to show how great how great uh, Auburn's recruiting class was. We're gonna cut off today's show. Here We're going to do the rest of uh, this conversation on tomorrow's podcast. Michael, uh, I think we're doing pretty solid. I think this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? I don't want to spoil it for anyone going into tomorrow, but it gets contentious. We start throwing uh, fisticuffs, if you will. And Verbal saw y- And Sawyer Pate is talked about a lot, so you don't Wait, want to miss it. Wait,
0: someone get this episode to Sawyer because he needs to hear it. It'll probably
1: boost his confidence. We need <laughs> We need uh, we need to make Sawyer Pate the official quarterback of the Locked On Auburn podcast. So we're we're gonna work on that. We're gonna work on that. You're at Couch Potato on social media. I'm at Z Blackerby. The shows on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. <laughs> See you tomorrow.